0: thank you for joining us tonight. This is Wednesday Night Live Bible Study for Faith Family Church, and my name is Stanley Scott II. I'm the senior pastor of Faith Family Church uh, here in uh, Houston, Texas. We're in the Katy-Cypress area in northwest Harris County, and I am delighted to share with you tonight the Word of God. If you've got about an hour I can share with you an hour of power. We're going to get into some great things tonight, starting a brand new series that's called How to Pray for a Loved One Who's Not Living Right. Well, before we get into that, I just want to say hello to everyone who's online, especially those that are visiting for the first time. Um, I had a phone call today uh, from someone who's Uh, looking to be a part of our online service tonight and wanted to know if we had church services on wednesday night and so i say hello to them and anybody else that might be visiting for the very first time we know that you know finding a church home and and being in a place where you're able to receive the word of god is extremely important and so we pray for our visitors along with our members and especially our volunteers and We thank you for taking this time to receive the Word of God with us. And we invite you to come to one of our Sunday morning services. We currently meet at the Berks Elementary School, which is right at West Road and Queenston Boulevard. And um, we start service at 10.30 a.m. and we would like to extend to you a very warm and friendly welcome. So please come on out if you have opportunities. Stop by the Welcome Center. Where I get to shake your hand and greet you personally, and uh, we appreciate you in Jesus' name. Uh, of course, I say hello to all of my faith family. I ask that if you all would uh, make note in the comments so I can see who's online. I may not be able to see your comment while I'm preaching the word, but at the end of the broadcast, I always go back and you know see who was online at the moment and uh, always blesses me dearly. And I know many of you say hello, Pastor Stan and Faith family, so I wanna say hi to you all back. Uh, And because of that, I imagine who's online. And so even though though I'm looking at a glass, uh, a lens with a camera uh, in a room by myself, you know, through the night to teach this message, uh, I imagine that you are with me and I thank you uh, for being online in that regard. Listen, I don't know about you, but Sunday mornings have been off the chart. Um, I I feel like I'm eating while I'm feeding. You know, a good cook does that. You know, you'll taste the food along the way and, you know, make sure that it's cooked up just right. We've been getting into some amazing and all too important uh, information as it relates to our authority as being born again. Uh, things that are being explained to us about life and about uh, the things of God. So if you haven't, please catch one of these Sunday services, not just one. You need every single one. We're only in the second part. Uh, This Sunday coming, we'll have the uh, third part to the new series, The King and the Outlaw. We're just getting started. So I ran out of time last week, and I'm looking forward to getting back into that on this Sunday morning, 1030 and uh i know that you'll be uh uh, ready for that amen also you know sharing or starting a watch party right now opens the door for your friends and loved ones to be able to see what you're watching and and uh be able to to listen to it and and people may end up getting saved Uh, i met somebody at camp that listens and watches online all the way from fort worth texas And uh, I thought, you know, I was like, wow, that's amazing. You never know who's online because, you know, you don't have to log in. You just click on it and, you know, you don't have to say that you're watching. So um, if you can share it, whether it be during the broadcast or after the broadcast, that way the message gets out and many people's lives are touched. Well, I think we're ready to just go ahead and jump right in. I know um, I didn't take long today, so hopefully you're online and you're ready. So let's say a word of prayer and we'll dive right into this hour of power. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to meditate your word. Your word, O God, is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. As we study tonight how to pray for our friends and family, our loved ones who may not be living right, we pray that revelation knowledge will flow to our hearts, Freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. We, lo- we love those that we love and we would love to see them live a better life. Not just a better life, we would love to see them live a blessed life. Help us to receive revelation tonight that will change not only our lives, but their lives as a result of our prayers. We commit this to you. We commit this series to you. We ask for your anointing to be upon us. In Jesus name and all that agree with that prayer said come on let me hear you out loud well I can't hear you but amen 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 let's go ahead and dive into the Word of God tonight open with me if in your Bible to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1 in Ephesians chapter 1 I want to read verse 16 through verse 20 Then I also want to read as a foundation text for this series, or at least for today, Ephesians chapter 3, and I want to read verse 14 through 19. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 20, it says, cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, verse 20, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Then if you would turn with me over to Ephesians chapter three. And I want to read verse 14 through 19. Paul says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul prays for the church at Ephesus and in the end of that prayer in chapter 3, he prays that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. Um, These are the prayers that Paul prayed for the people in the church of Ephesus. And they were folks that he dearly loved. Tonight, if you just jumped online, I wanna thank you for being on because we're gonna talk about how to pray for a loved one who's not living right. This is a brand new series that we're beginning. And the title tonight is, or what I wanna give you tonight is the first prayer, the first prayer for a loved one who's not living right. All of us have someone in our lives that we love dearly. And without being judgmental, we know in our hearts that they are not living the way, uh, or or, or you could say that they're not living a blessed life the, the way that they could be, or even the way that they should be. And uh, being that we love them, uh, our hearts are, are always drawn towards them. And they may, or they may be saved or they may not be saved. But for one reason or another, we know that they're not living a blessed life. They're not living right. And it touches us when we see that they could be doing so much better than they are. So, so if, if that's you, and I imagine that it is. I mean, I can't imagine that 100% of us online tonight, everybody in our lives are living right. You could have a boss, you know, we know that they're not living, you know, a cousin, a friend, uh, a neighbor. Uh, obviously, I'm targeting folks in your life that you indeed love. It could be your blood family. Uh, could be friends from college or And if you love them, I would hope that you would desire for them to live the blessed life at at, at the end of the day that at least they would die and go to heaven. And so I believe this hits home for every single one of us online. I don't want to question your love for them, but I do want to challenge you that if you really love them, then begin to pray these prayers that. The Spirit of God is going to teach us over the next several weeks. Pray them from your heart, and I believe you'll see results. And, and as I'm going to show you from uh, tonight, that these prayers are guaranteed to get results. So if that's you, I want to invite you to study the scriptures with me uh, to, and, and learn to pray for them like never before. What we are going to learn over the next several weeks is proven to get results, and it'll cause great change in their lives. Uh, I can remember I first learned these prayers when I was in Bible school and uh, and also in college, but particularly when I was at Raymond Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Brother Hagen was actually alive still and was one of my, my instructors, along with Brother Keith Moore, who I, you know, dearly honor and love, and, you know, many other instructors. And Brother Hagan himself taught us about the believer's authority, the authority that you and I have in Jesus, in Jesus' name. I want to read an excerpt from uh, Brother Hagan's book. And this is a book that I want to highly recommend Uh, Especially if you've got a loved one that that, like we're describing, they're not living their best life. They're not living a blessed life. They're not living right. You know, you want to get a hold of this book because you have authority uh, that you may not realize that you have. I want to read from the first chapter of this book. And I want you to hear me. uh, I want you to hear my heart. After reading Ephesians 1 and 3, he said the turning point in my life came when I prayed these prayers for myself more than a thousand times. I started by reading them out loud, beginning with the first chapter, and I personalized the prayers by saying me wherever Paul said you. You know, for example, in Ephesians 3 and 4, 14, he said, he said, I would say for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father of my lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you or grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in, in the inner man that christ may dwell in my heart by faith he goes on to say i spent much time praying these two prayers on my knees at the altar in my last church i pastored in east texas i kept my bible open before me and and." Uh, To these prayers, and I prayed them. Listen to this I prayed them for myself several times a day. I prayed them for myself several times a day. Sometimes I stayed and prayed uh, for two and three days at a time another passage or excerpt from this book uh, that I want to read. Uh, It says this, people often want to know how to pray for fellow Christians. If you start praying these Ephesians prayers for them, you'll see results in their lives. He says, I suggest you pray the prayers for yourself too. He says, years ago, I prayed these prayers twice a day morning and evening for a family member he needed healing desperately yet he couldn't seem to grasp what the bible teaches about divine healing when i prayed i inserted this person's name in the prayers and as i previously inserted my own within 10 days he wrote me saying i'm beginning to see things i never saw before it's surprising how fast my kin folks changed once I started praying for them scripturally and I've been praying for them I had been praying for them for several years with no results so uh, again what I wanted you to hear is that these prayers are proven to work he he was praying these back in the 1950s okay and he said and it, it caught my ear when he said it not just from the book he said it as my instructor, like I'm instructing you. He instructed me that he prayed these prayers thousands of times. Did you hear that? He prayed them for himself thousands of times. And then he learned that he could pray them over others. And he prayed for a specific loved one. And he prayed these prayers several times a day. And for his loved one, he prayed, and prayed for him morning and evening, just praying these prayers over and over again. So, my assignment from the Lord in this series is to teach you from the Word of God how to pray Holy Spirit-inspired prayers for your loved ones that work. Um, I don't know. You might be familiar. I've seen people that have them. There's uh, If you go to Christian Bookstore, you can find a book called Prayers That Avail Much. And... Um, Uh, prevailing their prayers for husbands and prayers for wives and prayers for children. And, you know, they're scripted out prayers and obviously are based upon the word of God. This is very similar to that. However, what I'm going to be teaching is not just constructed prayers from a person. These come from the Holy Ghost. These are literally chapter and verse Prayers that Paul and others prayed for people and you can pray those prayers, too. Amen. Can can you can you do it? Sorry about that. So um, I just want to encourage you uh, that uh, that you can learn. And uh, this can be an amazing experience uh, in, in your life and for them. The first prayer to pray for your loved one is here in Ephesians chapter one. Um, there's one here in Ephesians one. There's one in Ephesians two. There's one in Ephesians three. There's one in Philippians. There's one in Colossians. There's one in second Thessalonians. There's another in second Timothy and uh, another one in Matthew. And so there's about seven, eight different prayers that we're going to go through over a number of weeks. And I don't want to rush it, But I don't, you know, I don't want to be slow about it at the same time. So you're quick, you're sharp, you're good looking, you're very rich and a major blessing. And so we'll be able to to uh, learn and go on to the next. But the first is the most important. And that's right here in Ephesians chapter one and uh, verse number 15. Let's start with Ephesians number one, and tonight's title is called The First Prayer. So I want you to learn how to pray this first prayer. It's in Ephesians 1, verse 15, all the way down to verse number 23. So if you're taking notes, you want to put the heading, The First Prayer. The first prayer to pray for any one of your loved ones that's not living right is right here. What I want to do is I want to take some time. To expound upon what you're praying and then I'm going to show you how to pray it. Is that all right? All right, let's let's expound upon what you're praying in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 Paul says therefore I also After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints now to put this in context to put verse 15 in context Paul is an apostle. He, he started the church in Ephesus, raised up leadership, and went on to other cities like Philippians and Colossians and the region of the Galatians. And, you know, uh, Corinth the, was a, he was in the city of uh, in the Corinthians and he would write to different churches that he had raised up. And even though he couldn't be there with them, he was still praying for them and that is clearly obvious as you read the entire chapter of Ephesians chapter one. And he says that in verse 15, he says, I also, when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I I started praying for you and I didn't stop praying for you as a result of what I heard. The first thing I want you to notice is that this prayer that we're learning tonight is particularly for people that have faith in the Lord Jesus and and the love of God in their hearts for other believers. This prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 is especially, or particularly I should say, is particularly for people who are already born again. So let's think about that brother, let's think about that cousin, you know. Let's think about that mother or father in your life, And one of the questions that you want to ask is not that I love them, but are they saved? You know, is your daughter saved? I mean, is she really born again? Has she confessed Jesus with her mouth? Does she believe in her heart that Jesus died and went to the grave and that God raised him from the dead? I I, I know that he might not be living right. I know he might be smoking reefer. I don't know if they still call it that. Come on, somebody, um, smoking the evil weed, or or I know uh, she might be living with somebody, or or he's he's uh, he's with several people. You know, from the last that you've seen. Uh, I, I know that you love them, but are they born again? And oftentimes, even in, of folks that. Are doing things they don't have no business doing, looking at things they don't have no business look, looking, and, 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 and all of that, saying things. Uh, indeed, in, in, in many cases, they are born again, you know, but they're not living right. <laughs> Come on, y'all help me now. I mean, I've got folks in my family, maybe not my immediate family, but extended family, you know, cousins in you know, this part of the country, that part of the country. And if I were to talk to them, I mean, do you know Jesus died for your sin? Yeah. Do you believe that Jesus is Son of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might tell you that while they're high. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, or after they, you know, just cuss somebody out. I don't know. But um, w- what I need you to understand is I know that you love them but are they saved? I know y'all went to college together, but are they saved? I know y'all, you know, y'all grew up together, you know, but are they saved? Okay. And you want to identify that because you need to know how to pray for the saved ones, loved ones, and you need to know how to pray for the unsaved loved ones. I shared that um, Brother Hagin told the story of praying for a loved one. Um, I, I've got another little excerpt here that I want to read. And um, I thought this was really cool. He had a brother named Doug. He said, I've been praying for my brother's salvation for many years. He was what you would call the black sheep of the family. In spite of my prayers, he seemed to get worse instead of better. I always prayed, God save him. I even fasted. I was prone to slip back into praying this way and after some time the Lord challenged me to do something about it. And God gives us an order to do something about it. Well later on he shares in this book and we'll look at it again when we get to that that particular prayer. He prayed these Ephesians and Colossians prayers over his brother Dub after he'd been praying for his brother for 15 years to get saved. And he prayed, and after two weeks, that brother gave his life to the Lord Jesus and got born again. So you want to be able to first identify is my loved one saved or are they not? Now, irregardless, these prayers are the prayers you want to pray for your loved ones. But you want to know, is am I praying for them to be born again or if they are, are already born again? Now, uh, Brother Hagen shared that you could pray this prayer for your unsaved loved ones. After praying this prayer day and night for two weeks, after 15 years, his brother had got saved. Let's go on to the next verse, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Verse 16 says... Uh, Obviously, going into verse 16, he says, when I heard of your faith and the Lord Jesus and your love, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mentioning, making mention of you in my prayers, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, I want to say I love the nature of spirit anointed prayers. You can go all the way back in the Old Testament and look at Jehoshaphat's prayer. And there are certain elements that should be in every prayer. For example, God says in Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, Paul, by the Holy Ghost, he says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we might obtain grace and to find mercy to help in the time of need. Um, Markita and I, we've got two little boys, three and five year olds. You all know that. And we're teaching them that when they ask for things, they need to say, may I, and please, and they need to come the right way. And if they ask, you know, if we're at a, a restaurant and the waiter is there, if they want something from a teacher or if they're at school or, or at church, we want them to approach people the proper way. And in the same way, you and I, if we're learning about prayer, we need to learn and learn, how do you pray? Well, one of the first things that we can learn from this prayer is that you enter in to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I love that Paul mentions that in his prayer for his loved ones that he ceased not to give thanks. The, the first thing Paul did in prayer for his loved ones was to thank God for them. Come on, come on, help me out tonight. He said in verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Always be sure to enter his gates, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Psalm 100 stanza 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Amen. Amen. And so if you're praying for your loved one, the first thing you want to do, you know, father, I come to you today to pray for my son or my daughter, my husband, my wife. I, I come to pray for my friend. And the first thing I want to do is I want to give you thanks for them. I thank you for giving me this child, giving me this parent, giving me this cousin, giving me that. I want to thank you for them. Come on, man. This is Already starting to get good. Okay, so the first thing we know that he did in prayer was to give thanks. The first thing we know that Paul did in this first prayer is that he gave thanks. The first thing he did was give thanks. Let's go into the next verse. In Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. So we covered 15, 16. Look at verse 17. Verse 17 says now he's in prayer now. He says, I pray for you. I don't cease to give thanks for you in prayer. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In this first prayer, you are asking God to give your loved one something very specific. You're not going to, the, to, to God saying, Lord God, Lord God, save them, you know, Do Lord God, Lord God, and so forth. No, you're going to the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, the Father of glory, and you are asking the Father to give this person something very specific. Turn with me if you would, keep a marker here in Ephesians chapter 1, but... Uh, Turn with me to Mark chapter 11, verse number uh, verse 24. Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, what things you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. He says, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So he's talking about being very specific when you pray. All right. You're praying for your son. You're praying for your cousin. Praying for your co-worker, your college, you know, your college friend. All right. What specifically are you asking God to do in their life? And what I suggest is not just, well, they need a job. They need a You know, they need to settle down. They need to do this and do that. All right. All that's good. But out of all of those things, here's one thing that Paul prayed for his loved one. And it was it was inspired by the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And we're going to get we're going to dig into it because it is the cream of the cream. It is the best thing that you could ever pray for someone that you love in life. All right, what specifically are you asking him to give them? Well, in this first prayer, Paul says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give you, that's that's your loved one. I pray that God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him what are we asking and remember uh i'm teaching you how to pray for your loved ones that are not living right but maybe if you're not living right you know you should pray these <laughs> prayers <laughs> for yourself you know rather than having to pray god if you can get me out of this one lord how did i get here and all that other kind of stuff that you could pray I mean, Brother Hagin prayed these prayers for himself thousands of times. I can remember him saying that and I believed him because he was a man of his word. He was a man of the word. And I started praying them for myself and my life has changed. And that was over, you know, 28 so years ago. And, and, and I, and I still pray these prayers over myself on a weekly basis. And I pray these prayers on a daily basis for somebody somewhere as as I'm pastoring. So, um, but what are we asking in this first prayer? The first thing he did was give thanks to God. But the first thing he asked for was for God to give them something very specific. What did he ask? Give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And, well, let's let's you know so we don't get confused by the spirit and what is that? You talking about the Holy Ghost and so forth and so on. All right. Okay, listen, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a simplify it so that you and I can get it. What's the first thing that He asked God to give them? Give them wisdom. Give them revelation. And then specifically, Give them knowledge of him. Oh, man, this is good. As I was studying to prepare this, I started to see it with great simplicity uh, for your benefit. And I pray you get it. Think about your loved one and how they're living right now. It's like they don't know that it can be better. They don't know how good it could be how great God is, and living for God, and being able to experience a blessed life. It's like they lack wisdom. You know, they keep making the same mistakes, you know? They they end up with the wrong folks, hanging with the wrong people, and they end up in the wrong places, at the wrong time, doing the wrong things. It's like they don't get it. But yet what Paul is inspired to pray for those that he loved, is that God would give them wisdom, that God would give them revelation. Revelation is when the light comes on. Light and revelation are synonymous in scripture. The entrance of his word gives light and gives understanding unto the simple. The simple and the fool um, are kind of hand in hand. Those that lack wisdom. So the first thing in this first prayer that we are asking God to give those that we love in our lives. Maybe they're living uh, a homosexual lifestyle. Maybe they're, you know, living a promiscuous heterosexual lifestyle. Maybe they're on drugs. Maybe they're, you know, unemployed and just can't seem to hold down a job. And, you know, maybe they've they're, they're not doing their education right. You could pray a lot for them, but how about pray this for them, that God would give them, call them by name, wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of God. Um, Let me break this down because this gets even better. Um, So what are we specifically asking uh, God to give them? Well, we're asking him to give them wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of him. God, as a result of your prayers, your loved one is going to get to know God like never before in their lives. Think about it. If God not if I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not that I, you know, all this is good when God answers this prayer, which is when you pray it. When you pray this prayer, God answers this prayer because this is a spirit prayer. And when you pray the word, God says, um, what things soever you ask according to my will, I give it you. So when you ask things that, that when you ask God according to his word and his will, he gives it to you. And if you know that he gives it to you, then you know that you have the petition that you desire when you and I start praying these prayers over that loved one. God's going to answer it. Your loved one is going to get to know God like they have never before in their life. When you ask God to give them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, they are going to have knowledge of God right now. (laughs) They're doing what they doing because they don't know God like you know, God, you know, they don't know the will of God. They don't know God. And as a result of not knowing God, they're 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 not even saved. They're not born again. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse four, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. The reason why people who don't believe don't believe is because their minds have been blinded to the to the truth, the light Of the good news that God loves them and that Jesus died for them and that if they hear God and believe God and obey God, they would they would be blessed by God. Come on, man. Woo. I'm getting excited tonight. Hallelujah. So it's really, you know, why? Why does my loved one keep doing what they're doing? It's because they have a lack of knowledge of God and the things of God. They just don't know better. You know, and because they don't know better, they can't do better. Come on, y'all know that, right? If they knew better, they would do better. They don't know better, so they do what they know. That's all that they know. So we're praying that God himself would give them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that they would get to know God better than they have ever before. Woo, thank you, Lord. It is because of, a, of that lack of knowledge of God that they suffer the way that they do. Uh, you know, you all know one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Many people can quote the first part. God says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. But it goes on to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being my priest because you have forgotten the law of God, which is the knowledge of God, I will also forget your children. And so really, it's not just one thing in this verse. You know, I say it all the time. There's three things in this verse. But God's people are being destroyed because of all three. And and all three leaves the individual, the the, the child of God, in a place where they, they don't know God. For example... My people are destroyed because of what they don't know, a lack of knowledge. They don't know God like they should know him or because they have rejected knowledge. Yeah, they know, but they rejected it. So it's as if they don't know it because they rejected it. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there, right? Okay. And then, you know, my people are destroyed because they have forgotten knowledge and they don't know it because they forgot it. You get it? (laughs) All right, let's go to verse 18 in Ephesians chapter one, verse number 18. uh, We go on to the next thing that he's praying for, which is which is in conjunction with the first thing. So the first thing he prays for is that your loved one will receive the spirit, will be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. That they would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Amen. What's next? Verse 18. Verse 18, he says, I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I pray for you that you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? That's verse 18. Now, I got to break it down because he said a lot in one verse. Immediately, I want you to know that you are praying for your loved ones to receive from God two things, essentially. Now, these two things are massive in depth. But they're also super simple. I mean, the, um, the revelation here is just like off the chart. These are really, really, really deep things spiritually. But there's a simplicity in Christ. These things are always very, very simple. And so my calling, you know, the anointing that's on me is to take really vast spiritual information and make it really simple. You know, um, that way... You know, even a baby can eat meat if you chew it up right. You know, (laughs) our um, um, both our boys eat really good. They're going to have great appetites and just basically eat, you know, uh, you know, eat good all the days of their life. They won't have a real restricted diet uh, in the sense that there aren't things that they can't eat. Um, They'll they'll be healthy. They'll eat healthy all the days of their life. But, um, you know, so one of them right now is a little a little more particular than the other. Both of them ate, you know, coming out of the womb, they, they were, you know, they ate pretty good. And then as one got a little bit older, you know, he starts to be a little bit more picky or has started to be a little bit more picky. But the youngest one, man, if you sit down with a plate of greens and, and, and cabbage and corn and sweet potatoes and dressing and t- Turkey, and it doesn't matter, cornbread, you name it, black eyed peas, um, macaroni and cheese. Lord, I'm starting. <laughs> oh man, that's, that, all of that sounds good. But man, if you, if you come, to the, come to dinner and sit down with a plate of food, he'll come and sit up on your lap and, and he'll put his hand on your hand so that anytime you move, he knows if he's looking at something else, it's time to eat, you know. And uh, he's still like that to this day. And uh, he, boy, he can eat good. And but like I said, you know, even a baby can can eat grown folks food uh, if you handle it right. Come on, somebody. And so these things that I'm sharing with you tonight are profoundly deep. They are amazingly rich, but at the same time, they're super simple. So in this first prayer and I'm going to I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go into some things tonight. I don't want to get us all thrown off, but um, I, I want you to understand from the front, there's a simplicity in this first prayer that we're going to pray. There's a depth here, but there's a there's a simplicity here, and I want that to be able to lock into your consciousness so that when you're praying for your loved one, you know exactly what you're praying. I'm praying particularly two things. I'm praying for them to have wisdom, revelation, In the knowledge of God. So that's really one thing. I'm praying for them to know God like they have never known him before. But specifically, I'm asking God to give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What's the second thing you're praying? The second thing you're praying. Is for the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened for the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened. The second thing that we're praying for in this first prayer is for their understanding. We're praying for their understanding. First, we were praying for them to know God, but now we're praying for their understanding. Um, You know, uh, I'll share this to you. So one time we were watching Transformers with the boys and Optimus Prime is a good guy, but in this particular movie something got a hold of him and, and he was a bad guy or at least he was working against the good guys and that was throwed off because the boys they like Optimus Prime and so Optimus Prime is fighting like Bumblebee and that, that's our boys. That's like man, not, those are their guys, you know, and the babies they ask us, you know, it's like, well, you know, why is he fighting Bumblebee and I told him I said, well, he's not thinking right. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, they took whatever computer thing that was controlling his mind and, you know, he got back to his normal self, back, back to doing good things. But <laughs> as the boys, you know, remembered that, and uh, I heard one of them say to, some, to another one, he says, well, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing? He said, well, he's not thinking right. So I've held on to that since. And then also, um, I heard someone say that, you know, when a person's not getting it, uh, this person said that their understanding is bad, that their understanding is bad. And I like that. I like that because of this. Think about your loved one for a minute. I mean, didn't they see what happened when we grew up? <laughs> didn't, didn't he see what what daddy did and how daddy lived or how daddy wasn't there and you gonna do exactly what daddy did to you to them you're gonna do what mama did you're gonna live and I mean don't you know how that felt when that happened to you and now you come on somebody what's going on there their understanding is bad they're not thinking right Come on, you know that. I mean, we when we see our loved ones and, you know, like I said, it could be from, you know, a homosexual lifestyle to, uh, you know, folks that's just promiscuous. It could be with drugs. And, you know, you know that that's going to really cause you problems, right? What's going on? Their understanding is bad. Oh, I wish I, I, I wish you all were in a studio audience so I, you know, I could feel this a little bit better. I... I I've really learned, you know, with the pandemic and ministering online that I got to really minister by the Holy Ghost. Um, That you on the other side of the, 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 the camera and the broadcast are able to, with me in this moment, receive by the Holy Ghost and connect it to your life. If you want to know if you've been bothered, why what my child? No, I raised them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But if you were to look at them right now, Pastor Stan, they're not living right. She, she know better than that. Oh, who am I talking to today? What's going on? Their understanding is bad. And I'm thinking right. And isn't it marvelous? that by the Holy Ghost, the number one and the number two thing that Paul prayed for his loved ones was that they would get to know God, that God would give them something to help them know him. Mm, That's good. And then number two, that he would open their eyes so that they would understand better. Is that good to you tonight? This is a sample of how we're going to dissect these seven, eight, nine prayers that I'm inviting you to pray over those in your life that you love. If you're serious about it, it'll work. I'm not just talking about praying this one time. You can pray this prayer every day, several times a day. They're guaranteed results because it's the will of God. It's the word of God. Brother Hagin prayed him thousands of times for himself. If you do anything for thousands of times, you're going to develop a muscle memory by it. You know, those basketball players, they'll shoot a thousand free throws amongst many other things. What are they doing? They're training themselves, they're, 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 they're practicing their craft. And in the same way, you have the permission by God to cease not to pray. For that loved one, because let's say their understanding gets better in this area, but over here they're not yet understanding how money works, or they're over there they're not understanding how words work, and now they're, they're doing better. They're coming to church, but they don't understand how tithing work. Oh, come on! Now they don't understand how this works. But if you pray, come on, prayer works. Immediately, I want you to know that you're praying for your loved ones to receive from God two things specifically. These two things are massive in depth, but they're super simple. Do y'all remember in the book of Proverbs, chapter four? In Proverbs, chapter four, verse five and verse five through seven, it says to get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget. Nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, she'll preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, <laughs> I can hear some of you in the Holy Ghost get understanding. And all you're getting, get understanding. You know, I got to thinking about this when the Holy Spirit prompted me to put Proverbs 4 right after Ephesians 1 and 18. Paul was praying by the Holy Ghost. In Proverbs, the wisdom of Solomon, that's exactly what he was advising his son, you know, and if you go back and read chapter 4, which we will this week, well, next week, uh, if you go back and read chapter four, it talks about knowledge and getting knowledge and the words of my mouth. But then specifically in verse five, he says, get wisdom. That's what our loved ones need. They need the wisdom of God. They need wisdom and revelation of God. They need wisdom, revelation and knowledge of God. They need wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. What else do they need? He said, get wisdom Get understanding. He said, you need them both. (laughs) Oh, man, get understanding. And then he said, don't forget it. Well, that's Hosea chapter four. He said, you know, my people destroy for lack of knowledge because they've rejected knowledge because they have forgotten knowledge. He said, get it and don't forget it. All right. Come on. He said, don't forsake her. She'll preserve you. Right. And that's our heart for our loved ones is that they be preserved and kept by the power of God love her and she'll keep you but then he breaks it down he says wisdom is the principal thing and that's the number one thing that paul in in ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 is praying for Did you have wisdom first thing he's praying for is wisdom right now uh, we're in a situation where we need the wisdom of god and we went to a ministry conference uh, last year and we were taught how to believe to receive the perfect wisdom of god when you don't know what to do you need wisdom from God. Amen. Wisdom's the principal thing. And if you're in that situation, you can pray this prayer, God, give me wisdom. You know, the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You might be dealing with that loved one right now. You might think you are helping them and you could actually be hurting them because you lack wisdom. So not only should you be praying for them to get wisdom, you need to get wisdom, too, on how to deal with them. Oh, I'm preaching good tonight. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the number one. Like I said, we're in a situation where we need the wisdom of God. And uh, we know how to get it. Uh, My wife and I, we've learned how to believe we receive the perfect wisdom of God. And by faith, we know exactly what to do. In every situation, in every circumstance, we believe we receive. We believe we receive it. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask a God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. God wants you to have the wisdom. He's not hiding it from you. He's trying to get it to you. But you have not because you ask not. But if you ask according to his word, he hears you. If you know that he hears you, we know we've got the petitions that we have asked of him. So then he says wisdom is the principal thing. He says, therefore, get wisdom. In verse seven, he says, and in all you're getting, (laughs) get understanding. And So that's what we're praying. We're praying for two things. Very, very essential. Very, very simple. Um, I will go into the depth of this next week. We'll have to talk about um, the first prayer part two. This will have to be part one tonight. And uh, we'll just get into part two. What I'm going to ask you to do again, if you if you've got some serious situations or not so serious situations, really commit to this. There's nothing wrong with setting yourself on a trajectory to receive the word of God. Don't miss a single part of this, especially if you've got situations that need to be changed. It's like, how bad do you want it? Um, so he says that in all you're getting, get understanding. I want to close by giving you a sample of how to pray this prayer for someone. There's uh, someone that I, I, I dearly love, uh, her name's Tamara, and I am praying this prayer for her every day, and I am believing God to do what he said in his word, and so what I did was just like Brother Hagen did, everywhere that it talked about Paul praying for them, I put her name in there, and I pray her this prayer over her on a daily basis. Okay? And I'm giving this to you as a sample so that you can pray this way for your loved one. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is verse 16, I do not cease to give thanks for Tamra, making mention of her In my prayers. Can you see what I'm doing here? This is verse 17. That you. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of glory. May give to her. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of you. You see that. So we're because I'm talking to God. I don't say in the knowledge of God. I'm talking to God. I say in the knowledge of you. Okay, so let me go back over this, because really what you should do is you should write this prayer out and then pray it from the scripture. I mean, because all I'm changing is God where you is and her where them is. Amen. So, again, let me start over. Father, in the name of Jesus, I do not cease to give thanks for Tam. Making mention of her in my prayers, that you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give her the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray that the eyes of Tam's understanding being enlightened, that she may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards Tamra who believes According to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in the anointed one in his anointing when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And you have put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Glory to God. And I go on to pray the Ephesians 2 prayer for her. I go on to pray the Ephesians 3 prayer for her. I go on to pray the Philippians prayer for her. And then I pray for the Colossians prayer. Then I jump over to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and I pray that over her. And then I pray 2 Timothy chapter 2 over her. I pray Matthew chapter nine over her as well. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you receive this tonight. This is serious. This is what changed her life. This is the key. This is what changed brother Hagan's brother's life who was called the black sheep of the family. I believe Dub today is in heaven as a result of the prayers that Brother Hagin was praying for him. I have loved ones that have gone through different things in their lives, and I I can remember praying these prayers day and night for them, especially, you know, when when they were in some really tough situations. I've got a a cousin by marriage that's in prison right now. Um, Got in a fight with a boyfriend, and um, she ended up cutting him. I mean, he was beating up on her all day, uh, but he bled out and died and, you know, she ended up going to jail for it. And uh, she's in my heart. I love her. And uh, just out of the love that I have for her, just been praying for her, praying these prayers for her. feel like I need to do it more. You know, I haven't written her a letter yet and feel like I need to, to write her. But even before, I've been, you know, praying to God for her. Got other folks in my lives dealing with different things. And I'm reminding myself after 28 years of knowing this, I'm reminding myself that it's not what I know, but it's what I do. The Bible teaches us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Amen. Amen. I'm just out of time, not out of information or revelation. Come on back next week. And uh, uh, it's going to be great. We'll pick up in part two of this. There's a lot that we pray for. There's a simplicity, but I want to go into the depth and how that depth will absolutely benefit your loved one. And then we'll get into chapter two, uh, and, which is the second prayer that you can pray for your loved one. If you're online tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you and for you. God loves you. I believe he'll save you right where you are. Just pray this prayer. Um, You might be somebody's loved one and they've been praying for you. So pray this prayer out loud, meaning in your heart, and you'll be on a path of the just and things will get brighter in your life. Say it out loud. God in heaven, I thank you for this message. I receive your word and I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for my sins, but I believe you raised him from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all my sins. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. And I even thank you and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Faith Family, I look to see you all on Sunday morning. For those that are visiting, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can check us out online at myfaithfam.org. All of our messages are, are archived there, and you can get caught up, and uh, we can go from glory to glory in God. Amen. Y'all have a good night.